Love Talk Radio. God afternoon. I'm your host, Minister Myrene Wise, and welcome to the Love Gospel Hour. If you enjoy gospel music and an inspirational word, you come to the right place now. Let's get your praise on. Every hand lifted in worship. Everybody wave your hands in God's presence. Come on, just humble yourself right there. Come on, come on. Come 
to come by wherever you are, wherever I am. We need the Lord to come and touch us right now. We need the Lord to hear our cries right now. In the name of Jesus, we need the Lord every minute, every second of the hour. I mean, I woke up this morning with my mind on Jesus. I don't know if you did, but I did. And if your mind is on the Lord right now, I want you to stay in that same spirit because we want to keep worshiping and praising him. You know, it's 66 degrees here in Kankakee, and I hope it's just as beautiful wherever you're tuning in from. You know, we have a couple of announcements. I want to let you know that today is Pastor James Smith's birthday. He's uh, the husband of our own minister, Dari Smith, um, who ministers on the Love Gospel Hour. Happy birthday, Brother James. And today is my nephew, Tyson's birthday. Happy birthday, Tyson. So we want to give them a shout-out, and let's just keep the same flow of the spirit, and um, let's go ooh-la-la-la. My life be like...
even turn on my phone without being reminded of the lie that I am alone and broken, unsuccessful. And I, I can't always talk to my friends because they've got expectations that I may or may not be living up to. I really need to rid myself of the pressure, pressure, pressure to be someone else. That the world has made Jesus take from me All the pressure, pressure, pressure To be someone that you did not create Help me be me And only see Intentions were good Just act like a Christian should And hope that someone watching Would approve and be inspired But if you're not feeling my show Then how far could I go before All of my accomplishments go down in fire Just cause all of the pressure, pressure, pressure To be someone else that the church has made Jesus take from me All the pressure, pressure, pressure To be someone that you did not create Help me be me And only see Scripture for this afternoon comes from Romans 7.15. I'll be reading from 
the Amplified Bible version. It says, for I do not understand my own actions. I am baffled and bewildered by them. I do not practice what I want to do, but I am doing the very thing I hate and yielding to my human nature, my worldliness, my sinful capacity. Heavenly Father, Lord God, we love you. We praise you. We thank you, Lord God. And we're just asking that you bless this time that uh, we have with your people, Father God, and that we're saying those things that you want us to say, Lord God. Please allow me to sit down as you stand up in me. Father God, I love you. I praise you and I thank you. These things I pray in your holy son, Jesus' name. Amen. You know, like Paul, we all struggle with doing what is right versus what is wrong. We struggle between our spiritual selves and our carnal selves. There are times when we blame the law by saying, it's lawful for me to do this or that. However, it has nothing to do with the law. It has everything to do with our stand in the Lord. Paul says in Romans 7:14, we know that the law is spiritual, but I am a creature of the flesh. I'm worldly. I'm self-reliant. I'm carnal, and I am unspiritual, sold into slavery to sin and serving under its control. Here's the problem most of us face. Nothing's wrong with the law, but because we are carnal beings, when we don't do what we know is right, it's our carnal flesh. It is us not living in this, not living in obedience to what we know the world tells us. We all do this, live between the two worlds, two masters. We're often confused by what it is that we are doing. We're not practicing what we know to do. Those things are not exciting to us. We end up doing the very things that we hate. In fact, what I've noticed, we are more critical with others when we see them doing the same things that we do, but we hate it in them, so we criticize them. We do not practice what we want to do, but do the very things that we hate. I know I should go right. I want to go right. However, the left looks more appealing to me. I can hear someone saying, I know I shouldn't go into that bar. Every time I do, I drink too much. I I get drunk. I'll just dance. I won't drink. I'll just talk to my friends. I'll just drink water. I'll just stand around and watch everyone. Oh, yes, sure. You can buy me a drink. Do you mind if I have another and another and another? I hate it when I do that. I know it's not pleasing to the Lord, but I was having such a good time. So, oh, I'm so glad that the Lord knows my heart. You know, that's, that's what happens with us. Well, this is the struggle. We know the right things to do, but we do the wrong things. Scripture says, now if I habitually do what I do not want to do, that means I agree with the law, confessing that it is good, morally excellent. So when we continue, continually do those things that we don't want to do, those things that we know we should not do, we are agreeing that those things are lawful or that sinful lifestyle is good. We give credence to and we believe it is morally accepted. After all, it's not against the law. So much things that we do is not against the law, but it's against the Lord. When we do those things that we know are not right in the eyesight of God, we are co-signing on that lifestyle. We are telling the world that this is okay. What we're saying is that the law is good and acceptable. Scripture says, so now, if that is the case, then it is no longer I who do it, this disobedient thing which I despise, but the sin nature which lives in me. Scripture says that we all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. What Paul is saying is that I still have those desires in me. I still have some messed up stuff in me. God is not through with me yet. Our sin nature is a real thing. Mine keeps me in prayer. Mine keeps me on my knees. The sin nature continues to live within us. I believe as we continue to feed the sin nature, it will rise its ugly head that much more. We truly need to guard what we are looking at on TV and what magazines or books we are looking at. Are you looking at porn on your computer? Are you listening to junk radio? Who are your friends? What are they doing? These things that you feed into your mind, into your spirit, will influence which path you take. We generally starve the spirit while we feed our carnal, our fleshly nature. Scripture says, for I know that nothing good lives in me. 
That is, in my flesh, my human nature, my worldliness, my for the willingness to do good is present in me, but the doing good is not. Uh, Paul has previously just answered questions like, what shall we say then? Shall we go on sinning so that grace may increase? Paul has just told the people that they have died to sin, and how can we live in it any longer? And here he is with this struggle. For the good that I want to do, I do not do. But I practice the very evil that I do not want. We live lives that we really don't want to live, but it's almost as though we cannot figure out how to make the change. But if I'm doing the very thing I do not want to do, I am no longer the one doing it. That is, it's not me that acts, but the sin nature which lives in me. He says that when I'm doing these things that I don't want to do, good is not in there because I am in my sinful nature. He wants and he desires to do what is good, but he cannot carry it out because of the sin nature that's in him. Scripture says, so I find it to be the law of my inner self that evil is the one who wants to do good. For I joyfully delight in the law of God in my inner self with my new nature. But I see a different law and rule of action in the members of my body. In the, it's the appetites, it's the desires, waging war against the law of my mind and subduing me and making me a prisoner of the law of sin, which is within my members. We all want to do what God wants us to do. Everybody wants to do what God has asked us to do, but there's another force working. Scripture says in Ephesians 6 and 12, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, contending only with physical opponents but against the rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of weakness in the weakness in the heavenly supernatural places. Paul says, wretched and miserable man that I am, who will rescue me and set me free from this body of death, this corrupt mortal existence? Paul is desperate for deliverance. He is overwhelmed with the sense of his own powerless, powerlessness with the sense of his own sinfulness, inspiration to find victory. We, too, need to realize that we cannot do this thing on our own. Scripture says in Ephesians 6 and 11, put on God's whole armor, the armor of heavy-armed soldier which God supplies, that you may be able successfully to stand up against all the strategies and the deceits of the devil. Paul's perspective finally turns to something or someone outside of himself. Paul has referred to himself some 40 times since Romans 7.13. In the midst of his unsuccessful struggle against sin, Paul became entirely self-focused and self-obsessed. We all have done it. We look to self and personal performance rather than looking first to Jesus. We all look inside of ourselves to fix ourselves, not realizing that if we could fix ourselves, we would not need a Savior. Paul is needing to put on the whole armor of God. Paul answers that question about who will rescue me and set me free from this body of death by saying, thanks be to God for my deliverance through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then, on the one hand, I myself with my mind serve the law of God, but on the other with my flesh, my human nature, I serve the law of sin. My mind, my heart is what God is looking at. And with my mind and heart, I serve the law of God. With my spirit, I worship God, though I am still in this body. I am so grateful that in chapter 8, Paul proclaims that there is therefore now no condemnation to those that are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. So here I am. Please don't think I'm trying to tell you that I have arrived and I am now perfect. As Paul says, absolutely not. God help me if I made that impression. The scripture says in 1 John 1 and 8, if we say we have no sin, refusing to admit that we are sinners, we delude ourselves and the truth is not in us. His word does not live in our hearts. I know that God will, I know that God gives me messages concerning my own life 
before he will have me put them to pen and paper. Anyone else struggle because I'm still in this body of flesh. We all will have our moments and seasons of displeasing our Lord and Savior, but thank God we don't have to yield to them anymore. Thank God we can have victory and power over it. Thank God if we do succumb to those fleshy desires, there is no condemnation because we are in Christ Jesus. Doesn't mean that because there is no condemnation that I just go out and willfully live after the flesh. God forbid. But if I stumble, I don't fall. The Lord catches me. The Lord sustains me. For in my mind, in my heart, I desire God and God's best for my life and the desire to serve him with all that I have and with all that I am. I do know this one thing. We cannot change this sin nature on our own. We need Christ in our lives to help us. As we examine this text, I want us to see that Paul's struggle is in the middle. It starts off in chapter 6 with Paul talking about what life in Christ is like. He talks about sin and what it is and how the law pointed to sin. He says, God forbid that we continue in sin. And in chapter 7, his struggle happens. He doesn't know who he is. He doesn't know why he does what he hates and don't know what he loves. We miss the victory. If we stop in chapter 7, we become stuck in our struggle. We must get to chapter 8 where it says there is now no condemnation. Paul spoke about his struggle in life, how he was confused and perplexed about the things that he felt as though he had no real control over. It wasn't until he stopped depending on himself to fix himself that life began to turn for him. The scripture says that he considered himself a wretched and a miserable man. And then he said, thanks be to God for my deliverance. So are you ready to be delivered today? Are you ready to stop depending on yourself to fix yourself? Are you tired of being miserable? Are you ready to turn your life over to Christ? Now is the time because tomorrow is not promised to you. May God bless you.
Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hey, hey, Scotty, you know what? I think we need to take this praise to another level. Go on, hit it. Yes, let's praise his holy name. Yes, indeed. I want to uh, keep Sister Barbara Benton Chandler in our prayers, and I want us to keep Sister Ethel, our minister Ethel that um, preaches on the third Sunday. She lost her sister. So let's keep her up before the Lord as well. Uh, I want to give a couple of shout-outs. Uh, I want to give a shout-out to Brother James. I want to give a shout-out to Caroline. And a shout-out to Uncle Melvin and Lynn. Shout-out to Keith and Trudy, Reverend Trudy. And a shout-out to Queenie. And if her wonderful husband, Tron, is listening, shout-out to him. And a shout-out to Christina. Hey. And I want to give a shout-out to Virgil, I want to give a shout out to Jeffrey. Thank you guys so much for your support. You're such a blessing. And anyone's name that I did not call out, I love you with the love of God. And I thank you for your support too. And I'll give you a shout out maybe next week. So God bless you. So let's keep this show going with Yahweh. 
his arms by a reach. I want to announce that um, we stand for Christ Ministries. They are having a citywide gospel revival at the Transitional Lighthouse of Kankakee County. It's going to be held on Friday from 9.30 a.m., and then it's going to be from 5.30 to 8.30 p.m., then on Saturday, it's going to be from 4 p.m. to 8 p.m. They're going to have free food that's available there. And the entire, the entire program will be concluding on Sunday at the 11 o'clock service. The, let's see. Um, oh, they're going to have dynamic people there to minister and share the word. And it's going to be a soul-saving event. So if you're available during those hours, stop by the We Stand for Christ Ministries. Amen. You know what's best for me. You know my every need, my Father. You know my heart, and you know it all. I'll never find another God. I could go east, I could go west, but I know I'll never find a God like yours. I can turn right, I can turn left. But I know I'll never find a God like you If there's anything you want me to do You know I'll do it all for you Cause I could go east, I could go west But I know I'll never find a God like you What a night, what a night when I found you What a life that I have in you I never thought that right now I'll be smiling And it's all because of you Lord, you came and you took away all the hurts of yesterday. I'm grateful, cause I'll never find a God like you. Oh, I could go east, I could go west, but I know I'll never find a God like you. I can turn right, I can turn left, but I know I'll never find a God like you. If there's anything you want me to do, you know I'll do it all for you. I could go east, I could go west, but I know I'll never find a God like you. I'll never find a God like you. 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 Like you. Oh, I'll never find a God like you. Never find a God like you. No, 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 no. Never find a God like you. Never find a God like you. Never find a God like you. Like you. Like you. Oh, I'll never find a God like you. 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 Like you. Like you. I'm gonna 
deep, your word I'm deep in it okay. I wish that you were here so I could stand by you Tell you face to face, there's nobody else besides you You're omniscient, omnipotent and greatest You came for the lane, but I'm the latest But if nobody never knew I want the whole world to know You're the world's famous
thank Mr. Benji Allen Griffin for that wonderful word on the struggle. And like she said, we're all going through some form of struggle, but we know that God, he will make a way of escape. You know, like the song just said, he's a chain breaker. If you don't know Christ in your life on today, get to know him. And if you already know him, get to know him better. Well, you know, this is the last song I'm going to play before the show is concluded. I want you to know I love you all. And God bless you, and enjoy the rest of your day as I end with all things new. You'll say 